can see my reflection behind you. It's really scary. I like I can see it over my shoulder, and it creeped me out. It's creeping me out. Ugh. This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. (laughs) You look fancy. I only look fancy because I'm wearing red lipstick, and I'm only wearing red lipstick because I lost my chapstick, and now I just wear red lipstick 24-7. Like, I put it on before I go to bed because the air is really dry. You were just at the store. Buy another chapstick. Oh, no. I'm too, you know team minimal to do something like that but if you it doesn't make any sense to put on lipstick the, which is gonna get oh, everywhere the, no the lipstick is like uh it does have like balm in it it's like chapstick lipstick so and it's not like i um use lipstick a lot so like this is actually like a good way to use up something i have i hung out with someone i have never met before the other day and she was watching me struggle with the too short charging cable for my phone in the car and like fighting with it and also like looking up directions and stuff. And she was like, you know, you should get one of those things where you, that like hooks your phone onto your vent since you drive so much. And I was like, yeah, no, I want one. And she's like, you should get one. They're not expensive. And I was like trying to explain to her how I like can't just like buy everything I want. And she was like, but it would be so useful to you. And I'm like, there is a bottomless list of things that would be so useful to me, starting with, like, I don't know, running water. Like, no, I, I, I just have to say no. But something like that actually would make a difference in your life, I feel like. I know, but I'm telling you, there's, like, the list is so long. So I get one thing a month. I get one little thing and one big thing. Okay. I'm in a mood. Welcome to the Two Girls Talking Podcast. Oh, are we recording? Oh, yeah. I started it at the beginning. I didn't want to, you know, miss miss anything good. I think I might have the perfect setup. I have like 20 beverages here because I'm thirsty. Yeah, you are. I know. Well, now I feel like trying to optimize my seating situation a little bit more. I thought you had the perfect setup. I do, but could it be more perfect? You could have a little uh, also a little you could have a little juice box of wine like I do. That would be more perfect. I have wine out in the other room, but getting it together seemed hard. Look at this fancy thing. Very cute. Literally a cup of wine. Copa divino. Yeah. I hurt my foot on my big hike and John had to clean it and put a bandages on my wounds oh i today. wish i was there tell me everything <laughs> well basically he was like you're a disgusting homeless person let me try and fix your problems and um got all of it like bandages and salves and things and then scrubbed all the uh duct tape residue off my foot which i had <laughs> used to make a bandage down in the canyon <laughs> And he was just like gri- grimacing, like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, and then he, you know, cleaned it, was relishing when I was like, it hurts, it hurts, with the hydrogen peroxide. It was like gleeful, maniacal look on his face. And then, yeah, put some bandages on it. So it's feeling a lot better. That's good. Yeah. Um, our friend of 
friend in real life. I don't know if she's a friend of the podcast, but friend in real life, Christy. <laughs> we talk about her on the podcast. We do, but I don't think she has any time to do anything after listening to her stories about her life and her work and stuff. I'm like, oh, Christopher Robin is very busy. Um, but yeah, we recently went on a trip to uh, the Havasupai Indian Reservation in Arizona, which is the western part of the Grand Canyon, to go um, hiking for four days, and it was interesting it was a good trip in the end but it was also terrifying at times and very dangerous yeah totally like pioneer style or it it felt unregulated it felt like very pioneer style like anything could happen there was mule trains there was no running water there were wild dogs tearing apart backpacks to get at cliff bars so yeah just like the Oregon Trail basically I felt like you would really thrive in an environment like that like you, um, like I, you, like you'd be like, all right, our, you would be taking charge. You would be organizing people into crews. You are the night shift. You are the day shift. You are backup. Who's going to man the duct tape? It kind of turned out like that because immediately there was no clear leader of the group, which threw everything into chaos. So every night I would have to ask like four times what was happening the next day. And I had to stay on people until I got an answer. I was like, all right, so we're all meeting at 7.30 tomorrow is what I'm like after one day of just total nonsense. I was like, all right, I'm going to get some answers here before I go to bed. I, yeah. yeah. I would not have done well in in, in, uh, in that situation. It was an unstructured learning environment, shall we say. I try to keep oh. my pioneer uh, environment strict to uh, needing accessory, more accessories for my phone. Yeah, um, Christy was not happy, and she kept, like, we had a little sack that we were using to store all our food in, and she would, like, go through the sack and be, like, counting up the calories we had (laughs) left, etc. And also, every night, she was so hungry from all, because we had to carry, okay, so it's a 10-mile hike in, for people who don't know, which is probably everybody. It's, like, a 10-mile hike in, so you go down into the, basically, like, the Grand Canyon, and you hike along, and then there's this incredible waterfalls once you get to the end of the 10 hike, or 10 miles. Uh, so we went down there with a group doing a yoga retreat and there's, so there's like eight of us total. Um, and so we carried these enormously heavy backpacks all the way in with, uh, everything we needed for the whole trip. So tents and food and everything. Um, and yeah, so Christy is a very avid outdoorsy type of person who prepares really well. And, you know, her and her husband go on these long climbing trips and she's very used to like gear and all that stuff. Um, I don't think she's, I mean, she said so herself that she often relies on her husband, Trevor, to be sort of like the expert camper, expert hiker, you know, the person who plans everything. Yes, and I think he, both... he, he, like you, would be like night crew, day crew, swing shift. Right, exactly. Here, no, I... here is your bar for right now. I will give you a new bar in about 90 minutes. <laughs> so we were all feeling the loss of Trevor, shall I say, on this trip, who was originally supposed to go, and I took his place, which nobody could have foreseen the you know group dynamic issues that would cause, but not really, but you know. Uh, so I think, so Christy at one point was like, yeah, I, you know, this trip has really showed me how much I rely on Trevor to like <laughs> think hand, ahead and hand, a, hand me my bars every hand me minutes. my bars. Exactly. And so Christy was having to take the role of the bar hander, if you will, um, which is a thankless task, I must say. Um, and yeah, one point on the third day when we're trying to get ready to pack for the next day, she's like counting calories and she's like, we don't have enough food to get out of here. Like, we're going to be starving. There's going to be problems. We need 1500 calories. You're out of food. We got nothing. Like she's just 
like spiraling right and i'm spiraling too because i'm like oh my god we're gonna be like gnawing off our arms and stuff i don't know what's gonna happen and the next morning when i woke up i was like christy what we forgot is that we're walking on a very well-trafficked trail and there's lots of other people and no one's gonna let us starve in the dirt it's gonna be okay if we don't have the right amount of food it's gonna work out i have a feeling um but it was just so funny because she was like we're gonna need eight liters of water we're gonna need 1800 power bars we don't have there's not enough food in this county like yeah and poor christy was so hungry during the trip that she would wake up in the middle of the night to eat snacks because she was like dying yeah yeah and i was yeah and i was like oh that's so sad (laughs) because you know that is very sad um she does that at home too though christy no i know (laughs) her appetite is the funniest thing She She said that I was was imagining that she had a little fridge in her room the whole time she was talking about it because she talked about how she has to get up and have like a piece of cheese and then she goes back to sleep and she feels better. No, when I I can't imagine having a metabolism working that well. Yeah, no, her metabolism, it's very efficient. And so she has to like keep like feeding it like she just has to and she'll just like get she has she'll get she has a bag of shredded cheese. Maybe maybe she'll listen to this if we tell her we've revealed all of her disgusting secrets. Christy she, cast. She, she, she this is a, our new way to get listeners as we she, profile people to the bone. Like to every she, secret revealed. She has so she has this like giant Costco size bag of frozen shredded cheddar cheese. Uh-huh. And she like sits on the floor. Like and I feel like every time I would visit her when we lived together, like I would walk across from my apartment to her apartment and I would walk in and she'd just be like hanging out on the floor of her living room using her fingers to just claw out frozen cheese from the bag. But she would eat it with like salsa and chips. I remember that. It was like a well-rounded meal. Of sometimes, food. but sometimes she would be out of of those things and and yeah. the, it would just be the frozen cheese. Only the cheese remains. Uh, but we had, we had a great time in the end and it was a lot of fun. I don't see her very often anymore. So it was a lot of fun to talk to her and hang out and the drive was a good time. Um, and it was really beautiful and we tried to take a different way back home, but it, the road was closed and it was, I don't know. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything, but, um, yeah. And at one point during the trip, I kind of hesitate to say this, but at one point during the trip, Christy was like, I think I figured out what's going on here about like the rest of the group and had a very conspiratorial vibe to the whole thing. And I was like, what's happening? Good, good. She was like, everybody's not eating enough because they're like, it's this like woman thing where you're just like, I'm not hungry because everyone kept saying that. And Christy was like, this is physically impossible. We hiked for 10 (laughs) miles. It's taken us 10 hours to get here. We're carrying like twice our body weight in packs. What's happening? And the second day, one of the girls did say, ew, carbs, about like a cheese and cracker spread we had made. No. Ew, carbs? She literally did. Ew. I know. And it was... And Christy and I's eyes just would dart up and beat each other and then dart away so fast. Like, you know, the look the look of shared mo- meaning and momentum. And you're just like, oh, God, oh, no, look away. <laughs> so, yes. Lots of scary, weird things happen on the trip, too, other than that, including, like, dogs roaming the campsites and uh, wild dogs roaming the campsites at night and having to climb down a rock wall using rebar pieces that were stuck out of the rock, which was this. Christy was like... Everybody here just, I don't think they even understand how, they're not even smart enough to understand how dangerous this is. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the She's ultimate like, crime. 
right? She was like, the only way you wouldn't understand how how stupid this whole thing is is if you had no idea how dangerous it was. <laughs> I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> Hurtling to our death, like the dummies we are. She was the MVP of the trip, though, and carried carried the backpack out, so I didn't have to carry mine because we put one of the bags on the on a mule because we thought we were going to be able to helicopter out of there like Tom Cruise hanging onto the you know side of the door, wind flying in our faces. Yes, but... I went on a ride at Universal Studios like that. Yes, I was so hoping for it, and alas, no. It it would have ended up like there was one private charter that came in the day we were leaving, like a private helicopter, and. In my mind, I thought about that scene from that Brad Pitt movie, World War Z, where all the zombies are like swarming and they swarm up and like climb out of the helicopter and pull it down and destroy it. And it was a little bit like that with all the white hipster camper kids that were around me. We're all like eyeing it like, shall we? Like, how do we get it? How do we get it? (laughs) Let's all band together and jump towards it. Everyone's like waving their hiking sticks at it, Ah, throwing it up at the blade. (laughs) So you didn't do that, though. No, I I was basically disabled at that point, given my blister situation. So it was all talk, no work, as usual. Um, something really big happened this week, which I feel like you'll have some opinions on. Uh, the sexiest man of the year was announced, Blake Shelton. Oh, yes, I heard this. And the reason why I heard this is not because of the Google News alert I have for Sexiest Man of the Year, because I guess that expired. Um, <laughs> it's a deep cut joke about Google News alerts for, you know, the two oh. people that use them. Oh, God. The other day I tried to go to Google Reader. I literally was like typing in some Google Reader nonsense into my news bar. And I was like, what year do you think it is? <laughs> You're you like seven years later. I still think there's a there's a place on the Internet I want to go. Yep. Nope. Nope. There's not more. But yeah, go ahead. No, I learned about this because everyone was outraged all over Facebook. Yeah, so mad. Just, Every, it, like so mad. Like so mad. Um, and these were all people who aren't particularly into celebrity news. Uh huh. Though, though, are fans of like film and television, um, and. We're like saying that this other person was like robbed and all this stuff. And I did not even click through because I was like, I can't even that this like with everything imaginary with With everything everything shitty and going on in the world. Like, are we going to really like have some upset feelings about Blake Shelton? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Everyone's like, you spelled Idris Elba wrong. And I'm like, no, it's just it's of course of course Blake Shelton's the person who won this year. Of course he is. Come on. I couldn't even tell you who won ever. Well, I mean, whoever has the most to promote that year and I think has the most money and et cetera, et cetera. Like, random people win all the time. It's like, oh, Julia Roberts, most beautiful woman of the year. Yeah, obviously. Jesus. There's like, there's only so many people that are famous enough that can win, you know? Right. And then it's like kind of like a lottery where it's like, well, the seven, this top 10 is going to be about the same for a decade. And so exactly. we're shuffling through them based yeah, on I, like I, whatever the machine yeah. wants. That's how I feel too. I'm like, no, there's like an order. I'm sure it's already picked through 2027, you know? It doesn't really matter what it is. You didn't win this year. You'll win next year, George Clooney. There are like no allegations on this guy. So we're going to go with him. Exactly. <laughs> At this point, they're like, um, half this list is looking iffy, so let's just cut straight to the one person we're pretty sure about. Yeah. Um, so. But I was going to ask you, who would be your sexiest man of the year, celebrity edition? 
oh, for I'm, this year. I'm so bad at celebrities. Or, you know, whatever. I'm not, I don't know. If like, I know that Idris Elba, the person that got, like, it's stolen from or whatever. I know that he's a big deal because everyone always talks about, like, him in usually, like, an overly sexualized tone, which makes me uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because there's a whole weird history of, like, yeah, it's, it's, it is icky. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I don't, like, I don't even know like, what he's in. Like, not. So that's how I'm bad at celebrities. Um, but. Wire. He has his own TV show called Luther. Oh, I've heard of that. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Is it a spin-off? Just... Is, it a, is it a Superman thing? No, it's a... Oh, wait, maybe it is. I don't know. It's a... I think it's a crime show in, on the BBC, because he's from England. Oh. And it was kind of a funny thing, because there was a lot of, like, English actors... Well, being from, from England the... does does make sense with the over-sexualized tone in which people describe him. Right, because America can't help ourselves. Right. We do tend to we do tend to get a little drooly anytime they're British. Right. Um, no, he's very gorgeous, but he was in The Wire, and he's one of the main characters in The Wire for most of the seasons. And he and a couple of the other characters are British, but they all have to pretend to be from Baltimore in the show, which is everybody was like, "Why did you hire all these British actors?" But you know they're the best, so you hire them. You seem nonplussed by this information. I was thinking about um, how I started watching a movie today on your Netflix account and how I wasn't. I was like, I wonder when Amanda will contact me about this. What movie is it? Michael Clayton. Oh. I love that. I just watched that on my account. So well, that I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Well, oh, I see. Because I just I was like, oh, my phone was charging. Which mm -hmm. is which is usually how I end up on Netflix because I don't have like my po my endless podcast queue to keep you company. Sure, try to make a keep dent in. Um, and I was like, you know, every year, even though I don't know much about the film and movie scene, every year there's like several movies where I'm like, oh, I like I would see a trailer and I think, you know, I wonder what that's about. That seems cool, or I like that actor, or whatever. And I was like, mm -hmm. I bet some of these are on Netflix. Maybe I could only some of them, by the way, because I look for every movie and no, it's I'm shocked. Well, I don't off the top, I, like I couldn't even tell you who the, what these movies are or anything off the top of my head. Like sure, like, yeah. Um, but I was like, well, just, like I I was like, I'll, you know, I'll go to the Netflix.com and see if they're like see if I see a title in the first few scrolls that is one of those movies one that of those I wanted movies. to see. Right, yeah. And I know that Michael Clayton got like all the Oscars. Um and so and so I had been interested, vaguely interested in the year mm -hmm. 2007 when, when it came out. So I'm arriving on the scene 10 years later. Like I do. I was surprised to see it was that old too to be honest though. In my mind it came out maybe 3 years ago tops. And I like barely skimmed the description because I don't like yeah. spoilers. And but they just, do bad spoilers, yeah. And I just wanted to make sure it was, like, a genre. And it was, like, law thriller or, like, conspiracy, yeah, exactly. whatever. No, it's, it's Clean the up best man. genre. And it's I, was like, yeah, genre. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're good. Do it. Yeah, we're good. Law and thriller. I would just like to report that I have watched 35 minutes of Michael Clayton. I feel like quite the, you know, film buff. With it. Yeah, look at you and your little movie club. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the first 35 minutes of Michael Clayton? <laughs> Which I don't think are the best 35 minutes of Michael Clayton. Well, no, they're say. definitely building a plot. 
I'd say there's about six 35-minute increments of Michael Clayton. Or no. It's a two-hour movie. It's a long movie. Four. Yeah, so there's yeah. about four of them, shall we say. And I don't know if the first 35... I was amazed because it's I It's a lot of, like, driving around the dump trucks, building that foundation, yeah. laying down some backstory. Which... Lots of paperwork piles. You see paperwork. You're not sure what it is yet, but there's a lot of it. So, you know, something important's going on. At one point, there was a four days earlier slide, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, this seems like a bit of a like TV." I was like, "I didn't know we do this, did this in fancy movies." I thought you figured it out on your own. Um, I feel like within the four days earlier slide, there may be another sometime earlier slide. Oh yeah, I don't try very hard to like keep, yeah. like I like if I. At this point, if I'm watching a movie that, like, other people have watched and said is good, I'm like, I don't have to follow it super closely. It'll, like... It won Oscars. Anyone can watch it. I get it. it. it right. Exactly. Which is um, how I prefer. I'm like, we've we've had 10 good years of this being validated by everyone else. I think I'm ready to vaguely watch it in the background. Uh, Dip my toes in. See where we land on the Michael Clayton issue. I'm feeling good so far. Uh, I will say that I forgot there was... My hand looks enormous when I'm, like, pointing it at you, by the way, but I don't know. Um, So I will say that there is two people in it that I love so much, which is Tom Wilkinson, who plays the uh, one of the lawyers. He's, like, the Arthur, the older lawyer. And then Merritt Weaver, who plays one of the defendants. Anna. Wait, was Tom Wilkinson in that popular Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling movie? Uh, What's it called? What's it called? He may have been. No, that big one. The, oh. the period film. And they're old people. No, he's not the old person. Who's the guy? What's the name of the movie I'm talking about? Let's start. The there. Notebook. The Notebook. Thank you. Oh, my God. By, that, he, by the book with the guy. Yep. The Scam the Writer. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. This sucks. This game sucks. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So... Who's the old man in the notebook? Tom something else? No, the, the old man in the notebook is a lot older than Tom Wilkinson. Well, I mean, 2007, 2002. Jesus. Who's to say? Who's to know? Okay, anyway, this so there's is someone named Arthur in this movie. You topic. love him. Who else do you love? Merritt Weaver, who plays one of the defendants, Anna, who I think is one of the best actors maybe ever and she is really selective with her roles she was on nurse jackie for all of like seven seasons of it and she's fantastic um i'm surprised she's not in everything she won an emmy and her speech was literally thank you like that was it like she's i don't know she's exceptional to me i really love her but she seems to work really hard at staying out of the public eye and also work really hard at like only being in a couple things ever and I'm like, tell me about your independent wealth and your minimalist lifestyle and your complete lack of need for attention and how good you fucking are. So I wrote a H. Well, in my mind, it'd be on HBO. I don't know. But I wrote a pilot um, about someone who's a therapist. <laughs> and uh, I feel like she'd be really good at the role. <laughs> I'll make sure this tape gets to uh, the right people. Thank you. Um, maybe you could mention how much you love movies, including the first 35 minutes of the hit th- law thriller Michael Clayton. Also, and then the notebook. You seriously. And that other movie with the people where Ryan Gosling is old. Um, what? 
they're old. Tom Wilkinson's in it. Tom Wilkinson's <laughs> not in it. But him, but like older. Nope. Still not him. Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, I have it. I get it. <laughs> okay, so you still didn't answer my question about oh. who you think the sexiest man alive is and inquiring minds defo want to know. Well, can I do multiple choice? I just have to choose someone? I don't think about these things. You've never thought in your life, like, that person is very a sexiest actor. Yes, I have in my <laughs> life, but I have it in the last six months or whatever the reign of time is for the contest. So it's the sexiest man of the year. So that's 2017. So that's the past 11 months. That means there was five months, according to your math. Wait, sorry, four months, according to your math, where you could have thought this. Well, it's kind of like the Oscars, where like the movies that come out at the beginning of the year don't count, right? Um, I feel like if someone is sexy, they're sexy forever, all year long. Who would I say is sexy forever? This year. Yeah, oh, this year? <laughs> I don't know. I told you, I haven't thought about it this year. I really loved Michael Vartan when he was on Alias. Big My God. fan. That's like mentioning that your favorite movie is the first 35 minutes of 2007 hit law thriller, Michael Clayton. Or the 2002 Ryan Gosling, Tom Wilkinson film, The Notebook. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Clooney fan as far as sexy goes. I'm not a huge Gosling fan as far as sexy goes. Though I've seen photos that, you know, I would describe as sexy. They wouldn't get my vote for top. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want from me? I love Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, my first thought, I love Ocean's Eleven. What a statement. Now I know where you stand on these important issues. God, you're the worst. You won't even play the imaginary game with me. I don't know. What's a movie? Who's a star? I don't know these things. I haven't been to the cinema in nigh on 20 years. I feel like... The first when I first thought of it, immediately, of course, I thought of Matthew Gray Goobler, who is the sexiest man of every year. But then I was like, that doesn't really seem to fit into what sexiest means, you know? What does sexiest mean? No, I don't know. Blake Shelton, clearly. So who's the most comparable to Blake Shelton? I wonder. Ryan Seacrest. Am God, I in the no. Am I in the right category? Oh God, can you imagine? Be, I feel like he would. Yeah, oh, God, no. Um. Oh, people were saying Jason Momoa. Yeah, so I no, feel like... I've never heard that name in my life. Come on. I'm telling you, this is why I'm a bad person to share this like film podcast you keep trying to make happen. And I keep trying to make happen by being like, I saw a Netflix. <laughs> I went to thenetflix.com and typed in Michael Clayton. <laughs> no, that that's not what I did. I went to netflix.com and clicked Amanda and then went... It was like recommendations. And I just clicked next, next next there were several amanda recommendations that i hovered on and was like no there was something called like hotels top 50 hotels like you've been watching some sort of travel show i don't know why i have not been watching some kind of travel show which makes me very concerned that somebody in my home is not using their own netflix account it wasn't me i didn't go hunting for hotels um i have another topic for our film podcast i just saw two girls talking flicks film Flicks, chick, chicks, flicks. Oh, da, that's da, cute. Da. I don't know. It's dumb. That's too dumb. That's um, the point. I ran out of wine. 
I guess I won't be reading a list anytime soon. Ah, clinking bottles in the background. <laughs> Sobbing noises. Well, um, these have corks in them. Oh, wait! I read wait. Wine is a great segue. Hang on. Oh. Problem Ew. solved. Listeners, Abigail just whipped out some sort of knife device with a corkscrew on it and this is, is opening the, a bottle. This is the third time the knife has come up on the podcast. True fans will know. None of which are Amanda because she can't remember yesterday. Um, every time I whip mm-hmm. the knife out, you're like, oh, where'd you get that knife? Yeah, I think it's more of a multi-tool, actually. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, like a Swiss Army I'm knife. just really proud of myself for knowing that word because I'm a hiker, so... You don't even know. So, joke life moments? Yes. Joke life moments. Um, so, here's my joke life moment. Uh, Christy and I went on this super, super long hike. You know, you're supposed to bring everything with you. There's not really a place to buy stuff when we're down there. Um, and we only brought one fork between us, which was a, a dirty... That was the only utensil we brought. And it was a dirty Starbucks fork that I had in my car that I grabbed at the last second as we were packing up her car to leave and I was like we might need this that was our only fork and so I like cleaned it but we had to share it so we I would eat half the food and then I would like give the fork to her and she would eat food we just passed the fork back and forth like eating dinner or breakfast every meal this is why Trevor was missed I'm guessing well one of the reasons and and also why you now know what a multi-tool is Okay. Uh, so one fork is your uh, joke life moment. That's pretty. It's pretty good. Yes. Oh, my joke life moment is that I um, visited the Hoover Dam today, which has like a lot of security, um, because I guess it's like a a thing that terrorists would blow up or try to blow up. Um, so you like have to go through like twenty. Why? Um. A because it's like a it's considered like an a wonder of the modern world. So it is a very large thing that like a lot of people go to. Uh, it's this huge concrete thing. So I think like even for wow factor to do an attack on something like that, kind of like doing an attack on the Pentagon, it's kind of says something. Um and then also, I mean, you would cut off power to power and water to a lot of the Southwest. So you could do some damage, some like significant damage in one spot. So yeah, it's a terrorist target. There's a lot of security. Did you feel safe? I felt super safe. I felt less safe when the the guy working there wanted to flirt with me. Dang, push him over the edge. Well, he was cute and probably my age. Um, okay, pull him back over the edge. Sounds okay. <laughs> um, but also I was like... When people like that flirt with me, I'm like, well, I would be interested. What's the plan here, buddy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like he did a whole bit about, like, doing the stairs to get his steps because it's, like, a long shift. And he was, like, wearing this, like, hot, like, security costume. Whoa, are you two married already? How do you know about steps? <laughs> no, and I was, like, I don't know. He was, like, telling me about this awesome trail where he goes running. And I was, like, yeah, the historic railroad trail. Like, I've been wanting to check it out. And he, like, but again, I was, like, what is the plan here? I was, like, why is this happening? Like, and I wasn't, mm-hmm. I, was, I was, like, barely trying because I was, like. Yep. Because he was my age, it felt less creepy that, like, a screen. Weird, yeah. That one of their, like, 
Hoover Dam Police employees. PD, Hoover yeah. Hoover PD, I think is what they're called. No, like, that's not real. Yeah, no, they're real cops. They're really? Not, yeah, they're not military, but they are law enforcement. Wow. Yeah. Paramilitary. Basically, because it's, you know, they're protecting the world, I guess. Um, but earlier in the day, before I met my fellow stepper slash badge-wearing friend, um, I had to drive. When you're driving to the dam, there's a checkpoint. It was kind of like border control, but then they had me pull over because they needed because I was driving a truck and my truck has a cover on it and they needed to look in the back of the cover. Um, and so they like come over here, park in front of this cone. Um, and they were like, can you pop the, pop the cover? And I was like, oh, it's unlocked, but it's tricky to open. Do you want me to open it? And they were like, oh, absolutely. We're actually not allowed to touch it. Oh my God. That's weird. Which is like the opposite of TSA. Yeah. Because TSA, like once you put your thing on the belt, you're not allowed to touch it again until they've decided it doesn't have bombs in it. So I got out and opened my thing. And the bed of my truck is full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And because I'm currently camping, it's sort of like only three quarters full because a quarter of it is at my campsite. Right. So there's less stuff than normal, obviously. And then everything like moves around. So it looks like kind of, like chaotic. Weird. So it's like an axe, some rope. <laughs> and then like a whiteboard because I... Sure. I have a giant whiteboard I use for, you know, my brainstorm sessions. Before I murder people. <laughs> it has, like, a budget chart on it right now. So, like, and everything's just, like, askance. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? And also there's, like, folded cardboard boxes, like, on top of it. So it kind of looks like garbage. But I'm like, no, you got to, like, save the good-sized boxes. You never know what you're going to have to send. I, yes, I'm aware of the they hoarding both, of the boxes. They both acted awkward. The two, sure. The two, you know, PD looking into it, and one was like, "What do you do for work?" You're like, definitely not kidnap children, teach them something, and then murder them. I was like, "Well, I live in an RV full time, so this is my garage, but I have a normal job. I work in marketing." And he was Those like, two "How?" And then, and so then, beautiful together. And then he said. How do you find anything back here? Oh, all right. Now that we're getting personal, sir, I'll be shutting this and moving on with my day. Yeah. And I was like, I like wanted to explain about how like it, look at all these bins and each bin is like organized stuff. Here's the poly mailers. Here's the bubble. Like I wanted to like defend myself so badly because that's all I ever want to do. Um, and I didn't know how. And I was like, oh, the joke life moment is when the Hoover Dam PD is like, how do you find anything back here in your pile of shit? Yeah, the Hoover Dam PD is like, miss, you're a hoarder. We're going to need to escort <laughs> you from the premises. So, no, yeah. I'm a marketing executive. I live in a trailer. <laughs> I'm not playing Mad Libs with my words, I promise. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my joke life moment. Listeners. Listeners want to know. Okay. Well, uh, you can find us at twogirlstalking.club. You can join our Facebook group where there's so much activity. It's insane. It's a, um, it's a hop and bop and hotspot of joke life moments, of billboard rage. 
of insider clicks of accusations flying wild. I mean, it's a rumor mill. All sorts of things are happening in there. It's crazy. People have met, got married, and had children in our group. It's insane. Like, we're bringing people together. We're, form we're forming families. Uh, it it's beautiful. So if you want to find the love of your actual <laughs> life, join our Facebook group. I personally guarantee... I don't have anything to back this so, up whatsoever. How is anyway. that for a call to action? Uh, yeah. Do you want to die alone or do you want to be so happy you don't even, you're not even able to talk? Yeah. That's how happy you'll be. Anyway. So. Uh, we have a website. Yeah. That's how you find this I said that. amazing group. I'm going to give the URL. You haven't given the URL? I already gave. Yes, I did. I said two girls talking dot club. That is the URL. I said that first. I said that before I said the thing about the Facebook group. You I were looking right at me. I believe you. Yeah. I, I was just, hear any I was, I, was taken, I was taken by the narrative. Yeah, it's a stunning one to be sure. Like the narrative where I said, we have a website. You can visit it at twogirlstalking.club. So defensive. We also have a Facebook group was the next part of the narrative. Anyway, um, we have merch, we have hats, we have pins, we have koozies, we've got cups, we've got uh, children's tote bags. They're beautiful. They come in every color of the rainbow. Uh, it's insane. Like, we have so much merch, you would not believe. Abigail's, half of Abigail's truck is just merch. And when you buy something, she sends you a handwritten five-page letter detailing the things that we would say about you on the podcast and that we're probably going to say about you on the podcast at some point. So... Purchase some merch. Get yourself a child's tote bag in burnt sienna. It's beautiful. Quite the item. Uh, I don't know what it says on it anymore, but it's it's great. It's really great. All of our catchphrases are there. You chicks, know, root chicks and flicks. Chicks flicks. Root and toot and fun. Uh, you'll be so happy you can't talk. One of our most popular catchphrases. Uh, it's a good time. Well, yeah. All right. B bye, guys. <laughs> bye.